Oh, I found my one note for this movie, by the way. Max doesn't have a cell phone, but Goofy does. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns into a home phone. That's the bit, right? It was. That was a good That's bit. That's a good bit. But I got distracted by the fact that Max was calling him on a payphone. It was 2004. Oh. Payphones were still a thing. Welcome to Direct-to-Video. Welcome to Direct-to-Video. Welcome to our longest called shot we've ever done. Which I can't believe we made it. Isn't that long, but it's still pretty impressive that we were like, let's pair it a year from now. <laughs> Parting the curtains a little bit. It is December 17th. I have a week to edit this. <laughs> oh, God. It's fine. It's fine. I have a good computer now that doesn't take a million years with editing. So fingers mm-hmm. crossed it's fine. Yeah. However, this is also perhaps, in another milestone, the movie that was most like the movie that we paired it with, but also was the most of a downgrade. It it really sucks how... I was, I was, there was a part of me that was like kind of looking forward to it because I was like, oh, I remember, I remember Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas vaguely. It was kind of fun. There were parts of it that were fun. I, I had to work so hard. We watched Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas this year to pair with Once Upon a Christmas from last year. You can go listen mm-hmm. to that one. I worked so hard to try to find anything that made me happy in this movie. Oh, it was rough. It was tough. I have, two things i think i also have two things um and then and one of those things is a half thing because i feel like they didn't commit to it enough right i was like oh if this had movie had been made 20 years before they would have they would have like really sealed the deal on this joke and they didn't do that interesting i I wonder what our two things are gonna be I mean, something very baffling about this movie. So Once Upon a Christmas was a series mm-hmm. of three shorts. Yeah, it was a... Uh, I don't remember what they're what those are called, but yeah. Yeah, uh, who cares? Twice Upon a Christmas, in the most cursed thing they could have done, is a series of... Three, four... Five. Five shorts. Five short, which is... And I I do think that the, the movie is not longer. It is like the same length. No, I'm but that sure. kind of makes it worse. But it, <laughs> like, it feels bad. It feels it feels like an eternity. It's it's like a dream where you're running and not moving. That's what watching this movie is like. And here's the best part. The first short is by far the worst one. <laughs> oh my god. It oh, Do I agree with that? The conceit of our first short Bells on Ice is so I, awful. <laughs> I here's the thing. I agree with you that in terms of like writing and story, I think Bells on Ice is like the worst one. However, it is my second favorite because it's so weird. They fucked it up so bad that I was it like, you know what? I kind weird. of like it. <laughs> I could not I couldn't get to that vibe because Bells on Ice was also the moment that I realized this is a 3d 3D animated and it it's like mickey mouse clubhouse level of 3d animated like this is 
I'm pretty sure it is the same studio, actually. It, pro- that- it probably is. But it's just, it's it feels so half-assed, like there's no fucking shading in this movie. Nope. It's all it's all baked. It's all it's all like it's all of the like the shading that comes with whatever 3D software they're using. So it's really soft and like ignorable. It's like enough shading to let you know that Mickey's head is a sphere. And it does my least favorite thing that I keep seeing in movies. The one that most jumps out to me when I think about it is the wild. But it was mm-hmm. also true in yeah. Moana mm-hmm. and a few other movies like this. Where they're 3D animated movies with gorgeous 2D animations. Uh, Just some stellar why, 2D animations. Why would you do it? And this one has has the characters as like 2D ornaments. Or like out of a pop-up book. Uh, yeah, pop-up yeah. The, the pop-up book is the big one. And they look great. And then we move. They don't, they don't even look at all like the models that they made. So... Here we we enter into so this movie came out in two thousand and four, which is like I'm pretty sure Shrek came out that year. Mm-hmm. It lost to Shrek for best yeah, picture. Didn't it, yeah, it lost to Shrek to best picture. Um Best animated feature, like, whatever they call it. We are at this point about a decade into computer animated movies, right? Like the Toy Story came out in ninety four. We're a decade in. This movie has no reason to look this bad. Yeah. Because they clearly have the money. Like, the 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 3D animation, for all intents and purposes, is good. Like, the characters squash and stretch a little bit. They're, they move. They're, they're even, like, little things. Like, background characters will, like, react to things in the foreground, which even Shrek doesn't do sometimes. Yeah, and it... it... <sighs> I kept watching it and saying out loud, this is not the worst 3D animation I've ever seen. But exactly. I had to keep reminding myself that. But the and here's what it is, right? This movie has run into the wall of how do you adapt a character that was designed in 2D for yeah. the purposes of 2D animation into 3D? It is a question that has plagued Sonic for almost 40 years. It's it's hard and and the answer is you you release a picture of it then you have to redesign the whole fucking thing and it but it's tough right because mickey this isn't sonic right where you could just do whatever the fuck you want to him to make him work in 3d right Mm. this isn't mario who for all intents and purposes like has to become 3d mario became 3d before mario became an icon of nintendo right Mickey has been an icon for almost 50 years. You can't just change him. And so I can feel there. I can feel the like argument between the animators and management of like something's got to give. Otherwise, this movie's going to kind of look just like like kind of look like bad clay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, B- Bells on Ice. Bells on Ice. The first short. Ugh. Do you want to just I don't even know how we're going to tackle these. Let's do it this way. You can give us the rundown of the of the short. I can give us the rundown on the moral. <laughs> oh and, man, some and, of these is gonna be hard to find the moral. And then, uh, well, luckily for you, the narrator d- does tell us at the end what the moral, what they think the moral is, uh, and they're wrong. <laughs> 
Usually uh, and, the last two do not have a clear moral. They yeah. tried for one and fully missed it. And then after that, we can talk about aspects of the short that we enjoyed or didn't enjoy. I think that's... Okay, yeah, yeah. It's Christmas. We can we can do it a little different. So in Bells on Ice, Minnie Mouse mm-hmm. and Daisy Duck are both in an ice skating competition. Mm-hmm. Daisy very, 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 very quickly gets mad enough at Minnie Mouse to destroy her fucking life. Mm-hmm. And decides in the middle of Minnie's skating, what do you call it for skating? Routine? Routine. I, I think it's a routine. Yeah. In the middle of her routine, she starts doing her routine. Have a bunch of Fantasia hippos come out and, it, you know, it gets bigger and bigger as they start, like, one-upping each other the whole time. Until May's injured and they're like, oh no, this was a mistake. End of short. It was like ten minutes and I paused the movie to be like, wait, are we only ten minutes in? <laughs> I did that uh, after every short, by the way. No, every short, I was like, absolutely. how much left? How much left? Uh, after the third short, every other short that happened, which was two, was like a gunshot to my liver. I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> we should have been done. Because <laughs> uh, I didn't check. I didn't know that this was going to be five. And one of those is a Donald Duck short. I fucking love Donald Duck. He's great. I, I said the same thing at the beginning of that short. I was like, oh, you know, Donald Duck is they're usually the best ones. This is... <sighs> so the moral of this one, the moral of Bells on Ice is, I believe the narrator says, when people work together as opposed to against each other, they are uh, like, things will always come out better. Okay. Which is messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, because they they were uh they were never supposed to work together. That wasn't they, the deal. They they weren't supposed to work together. And here's the thing: that competition, when they were fighting, it made them go bigger. They were having bigger and more impressive stunts, which means that he's fucking wrong. <laughs> it was better. The crowd was loving it the whole time. I assume it would do so many cutaways to the crowd. I was so tired. And to Mickey and Donald just kind of looking, being like, ah. <sighs> yeah. I, but also, at the end of the short, Daisy Duck is like, hey, Minnie, I'm so sorry. I should have never let it get this far. And then Minnie's like, no, Daisy, we shouldn't have let it get this far. Minnie, what the fuck are you talking about? You did nothing wrong. I it mean, was your turn. Yeah, I, the whole thing was buckwild. The most interesting part of the of the short was at the very beginning he, the 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 announcer is like oh it's our very own hometown girl here to impress us and then says Minnie Mouse and both Minnie and Daisy started skating out because they both thought they were talking about her and that is brutal <laughs> that is that is pretty rough but I like thought... then she's immediately like I'm gonna fucking kill this bitch oh so fast <laughs> I will say, good good job on um, catching the Fantasia hippos. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the alligators are also from Fantasia, but from the 1941. So I'm not f- okay. overtly familiar with Fantasia. So I very much remember the hippos in the tutus. I don't remember why. Mm-hmm. I also would have caught it if they had summoned Chernabog. 
<laughs> I would have been like, oh, oh that, that one, that's Chernabok. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Damn, um, I would have liked that one a lot. That's also the one plot line, unrelated, the one plot line from Mickey's House of Mouse that I remember. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pete, like, overheats the, the thing to try to get everybody out, and the only Hades is there, and so they have Chernabog do the show. And he's like, I love this guy. This guy's great. Oh, very good. Anyway. Oh, man. Then That's we move so on good. to our next short, which was the moment that I was like, oh, this movie is going to be exactly like the last movie. Which it wasn't, but this short was. <laughs> this short was. We get Christmas Impossible, which I think, I believe the Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movie had come out two years before, which means that as soon as that movie came out, somebody was like, guys, I have a great idea. <laughs> to be fair, I think immediately as that movie came out, everybody was like, so how do we spoof this movie? How do we... How, I mean, I, I do think that this is true of Tom Cruise in particular. Mm-hmm. I feel like every Tom Cruise movie that there is like an SNL skit or a a, a, a short, a Looney Tune short or something yeah. that makes fun of it. But Mission Impossible, you got the classic, you know, like wire scene where he comes down and he doesn't touch the lasers. It's great. Genuinely, like that's fucking cinema. Uh, this short is not cinema. <laughs> Short's not cinema. I do not think it was ever released in a cinema. <laughs> I would be very surprised. Ah, uh, so stop me if this sounds too familiar. This mm-hmm. is a story about Huey, Dewey, and Louie learning that they shouldn't be an asshole at fucking Christmas. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't believe it. And as I watched it, I was like, didn't you guys just do this last year? You would think that being trapped in a in a time vortex of infinite dimension. There was a moment in this in this short where they did the exact same thing they did in the last short, which is destroy everything and then look sadly from the stairs about it. And I was like, why don't you just wish it'll be Christmas again tomorrow and do it different? Yeah, right. <laughs> Because apparently that's on the table. Uh, the one thing that I did like about this short, and like is very strong, this would be like my point five. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I kind of liked about this short is that it had more Scrooge. And Scrooge had a character that wasn't just like, I want to do carols. <laughs> that's fair. Scrooge gives them a bit of advice in this short that is, I think, possibly the worst advice you could give a bunch of kids. What exactly does he say? I feel like he told him not to be so uh, selfish, right? No, I think what he specifically said was... um, Oh, yes, he was like, oh, you shouldn't be selfish like me. And they're like, but you're a billionaire. And he's like, yeah, because I was selfish. And And they were like, but we also want to be billionaires. And he's like... Well, being a billionaire is great. My lesson is not getting across. And then he's just like, whatever, fuck it. Santa won't give you gifts. And then mm-hmm, he leaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's genuinely really funny. Yeah, it's very good. But like the the they really don't ever get or they really never can't get past that, huh? I feel like the Ducktail the new Ducktail show does a really good job of like I mean, I don't necessarily agree with this, but they uh-huh. do a pretty good job of being like, hey, money isn't everything, right? What Scrooge wants is family. It's also what he needs. 
there's um I've read some of the old Scrooge comics mm-hmm. and it it is really fascinating that the backstory of this character is he sacrificed everything including his family to become a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Like he he was just working so hard that at one point his family like told him to stop and he like kicked them all out and was like, everybody leave. It's just mine now. And the backstory of like Huey, Dewey and Louie is that when they enter his life, this is the first time he has seen Donald since he was a child. And he's suddenly like, Oh, I can have a family. I can have other people in my life. Like mm-hmm. after like 20 years of not, <laughs> And I find that really fascinating if you keep it in mind for Scrooge's character. Absolutely. A lot of Scrooge stuff doesn't keep that in mind. He's just like a funny old rich guy. Yeah, he's just a quirky guy. Yeah. However, all of that's not really important. Here's what's important. Scrooge tells the kids they're not going to be on the good list because they're little fucking shitbags. And so they're like, okay. We're going to go to the North Pole and write ourselves on the good list. As a setup to a story, it's actually not terrible. Yeah. Uh, I don't love it, but it's not terrible. They mm-hmm. mail themselves to the North Pole, which I did find a little terrible. There's a ma- there's a match cut between, I believe, the van and the plane. I thought that was that- a pretty good match cut. That was a pretty good match cut. My Disney Plus was was acting up, and so it, it like kind of skipped past that. And I was like, oh, that was, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> so they end up at uh they end up at the North Pole. They do the mission possible stuff. There's some okay gags, they're mostly bad gags. They end up destroying everything that the elves are building for Christmas just in trying to get their names on that list. I did enjoy when they actually went. No, we said we we, we would talk about what we enjoyed in a, in a second. Uh, <laughs> Breaking the formula. When they, when they finally get to the list, they write Uncle Scrooge's name on it because Uncle Scrooge has never been on the good list, so he's never gotten the one thing that he always wanted. This is a little unclear to me because he is a billionaire and he can buy bagpipes. <laughs> yeah, he can. Well, this is also a world where Santa is real, so maybe you can't. Maybe they're not available in stores and. All bagpipes come from Santa. Santa's not Scottish. Ooh, no, he's Irish, right? Oh gosh, no. Well, he's not, but that's where he was, right? No, 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 no. no. The Irish did not have any of these saints because that's why they have um, Saint Patrick. He was. Mm-hmm. Gosh, this is going to bother me. The Roman Dutch? Empire, not useful. I think he was. So wait, he was from Mira or Bari, which is in Turkey. But he went to he went somewhere. Where did this motherfucker go? Turkey is correct. I think I feel like that's mostly where I've heard him be from. Oh, and yeah, and sent yeah, and the the Santa Claus myth is from is from uh, the Netherlands. Okay. Interesting. But he, but he he was already dead. But during his life, he had to like save chopped up children and stuff like that. Anyway, the point is, it doesn't make that, that much sense. But they add Scrooge to the list it, instead of adding themselves to the list because they realize mm-hmm. that they are shitbags and they deserve to be on the bad list. 
And then they get presents anyway, because Sal is like, oh, there's always room on my list for, for people who put others first. Blah, blah, blah. They're happy. The end. Yeah. So, I mean, and yeah, the moral, the moral of this story is supposed to be like true kindness is thinking of others. But here's the thing is that at no point do these motherfuckers ever think of Donald. <laughs> no, Donald, Donald. D- Donald really gets a time of it in this. I don't understand why Donald is on the naughty list. <sighs> Poor Donald. I don't know. He, Donald, I cannot see him as not the sweetest guy. Yes. Does he have anger issues? Absolutely. Is Absolutely. he single-handedly raising these kids that his sister is not raising? Yes. <laughs> like he is he is doing so much all the time. I I I think and also and maybe this is just me. I'm not a person who believes in manners. I don't think that somebody like keep putting their elbows on the table or climbing on top of the table to get their hands on some choco chip cookies. Uh, I don't think that's worth that's worth like being on the naughty list over. If Donald broke up with Daisy by the end of this movie, I'd be like, you got a good point. Donald. Yeah. What is Daisy's relationship to is Daisy related to Scrooge? No. So she her and Scrooge just get along. Yeah. Interesting. She's also importantly not related to Donald Duck is like Smith. Yeah. I find that fascinating that Daisy Duck and Uncle Scrooge just just get along. Yeah, why not? Because he doesn't just get along with anyone else. <laughs> Everyone else is like a bit of a fight, right? It's it's you, kind of an interesting idea that like so she dates Donald. He fights with Donald all the time, but mm-hmm. Daisy's like a guest. Yeah. Oh, I guess you know, that's it, huh? Maybe it's like that. Maybe it's like a game-recognized game situation. (laughs) The one thing I did like about that short, that last one, Mm. is I liked seeing the niceless. There's this bit when they they first go into the um, toy factory when they're like, odd, it's supposed to look so great. And I looked at it and I was like, this toy factory looks like fucking garbage. (laughs) This toy factory literally looks terrible. Um, But then when they go see the, the niceless, it's like miles long <laughs> it and f- and here here's the thing that baffles me first name only first name well he's he's that good he's got a mind like a steel trap uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> it's like miles long it's like it's like it's got it's got that like it's that yellowish scroll paper that i feel like yeah. must be like an animal skin just like wrapped around and around and i just looked at it, i was like Santa needs to go digital. <laughs> right. This list is too long. But it was good. I enjoyed it. I also really, I also really, uh, I got, I hated the way Santa and these elves looked. Okay, so yeah, I guess I didn't know when I would talk about it, but I feel why? like it has to be now because it hits you like a freight train to yeah. just see this, like, these, the the faces on these characters. They're humans. They're humans. They're just people. They're humans, or I mean, I guess they're quote elves, but like they're not. I don't know if you know this. The Ducktales TV show did an episode on mm-hmm, Santa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a polar bear in that. That's awesome, right? Kick-ass choice. <laughs> and like, just the fact that this Santa is just a guy. He's just a guy. 
<laughs> and there are these elves, they're like, I don't know, just like, they kind of look like the seven dwarfs a little bit. A couple of them do. I guess they have more body types, but it's weird. It feels it weird is, to me. It doesn't, it, it feels like, it just feels like they didn't think about it, right? And it's kind of, I don't know, it just, it adds to the like uncanny valleyness of these like characters. Yeah. That like their faces move like humans do, but they're next to these like CGI ducks whose faces move like cartoons do. Definitely. I f- and I feel like if they had gone to the trouble of making a design for Santa and the elves that would make them fit into this world, I would have been fine with it. That would be great. But they didn't. And so I just kind of got irritated. And then Santa continues to be human because as it turns out later, these are all interconnected stories. Um, yeah. Which they don't bother doing until the very, very end. But apparently they are. These all seem to happen along the same day, which ceases to track at a certain point. But okay. Well, I think I think the the timeline of it is that they leave Christmas Eve night and they get back Christmas morning. So they pull an all-nighter for this one. I guess they do, yeah. But then when does Pluto get lost? Right, like, you see my problem. Is that, I see your problem. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. The next one is not about Pluto. It is about Goofy and Max. Christmas uh, Maximus. Um. Oh, they changed the name of this on the Wikipedia. They got the name wrong on the Wikipedia. Oh, wait, no, this is Once Upon a Christmas. My bad. <laughs> wop, wop. You Twice upon tell a Christmas. Because, because you were reading, because we just did the same short. Yeah. Yes, we are at Christmas Maximus. Uh I gotta say. Yeah. I love I genuinely love seeing Max around. I don't know why. He's underutilized as a character. Yeah. And it is a it is a shame because he actually is kind of a fun character. They didn't do a lot with him this time. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed Max up until that song kept going. <laughs> God, I I I kind of like the song, but you're right. It, it is. It just it just has the the Tarzan slash Toy Story slash Brother Bear problem of just like singing what's happening, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, dude, but we ain't. It just, it's on for a while, and there's this great bit at the beginning of this. Okay, sorry. Let's start again. Mm-hmm. This is this is a short about Goofy and Max. The plot is that Goofy is bringing his new girlfriend home, second no. girlfriend for, excuse me, that Max is bringing his new girlfriend <laughs> home, second girlfriend for Max, by the way. Good for him, but also a little disappointing, vaguely. I don't know. Is this Is this not his third girlfriend? Hold up. Does he get a girlfriend in the other one, or is he just about sports? I thought he did, but I guess you're right. I, I think his friend did. Go- he just Goofy gets a girlfriend. Sports. Goofy sure gets a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, that's right. It is the best night of his life, according to Goofy. That line will stay with me forever. He has a son. <laughs> <laughs> Who is ostensibly his biological son, so there should have been some romance at some point, right? Yeah. Anyway, Max is coming home for Christmas. He's bringing his girlfriend. He's worried that Goofy is going to embarrass him. My biggest issue with this short is that Max's threshold for embarrassment is so low. It's so low. 
Goofy's fucking charming, man. <laughs> also, also, so before we get to that, because that's yeah. that's the whole short, basically. That is the whole short, yeah. In fact, the whole short, I, I wish they did scenes, but instead of doing scenes, uh, it's this song that they sing it's over music it. video. It's like a, just a montage of, like, what's happening when Goof, when... Max tries to go home and be cool with his with his new girlfriend and his dad is a dork. Mm-hmm. That's it. One, this is the plot of like every movie and short between Goofy and Max. It's it's a shame, right? At, at this point, you would think that Max like has got it into his head a bit. This is just who his dad is. But also, like you said this, Goofy is charming as hell. Like he's he's a bit of a he's a bit of a klutz, yeah. But like the guy, the guy's got he's got he's got an amount of charm that if I was Max, I would not want to leave him alone with anybody I was romantically interested in, <laughs> lest did, lest did. they fall for my father. I did not. I I. I legitimately, vaguely had a moment of that where Max had walked out and just like. Goofy and Max's girlfriend Mona were talking. I was. They're like, just hanging out. They're making popcorn like, together. This, this feels. This feels vaguely intimate. <laughs> and they. I. I think. I think what did it best is in the Goofy movie. There is a moment where Max looks at himself in the mirror and sees how much he is like Goofy, and that freaks him out. Yeah, that is the best reason the best version of max being embarrassed by his father is like he mm-hmm. realizes how close he is to just being his father yeah this version of max does not seem to realize that there is actually a very a moment that i quite liked at the very beginning where they're getting on a train he is getting his girlfriend some coffee and he spills it literally everywhere while trying to get to her and then gives her the empty cup and it was a very goofy moment it is. It's so good. And they never they never really like tap into that. Yeah. It was still, like just at the top. That was, it was like that one's for you guys. <laughs> and then, and know, then they just wh- went on with the rest of the short, which is it's fine. It's like saccharin, basically. But I feel like I feel like of the shorts, this one is least offensive to me. Yeah. It's it's definitely my favorite. Because I, I think it's the it's it's the only one that sticks the landing. It's just kind of I don't know, flat. Yeah. I think the next one might be my favorite, even though it fully, fully does not stick the landing like a hundred percent. You know what sucks is that this yeah. is the last this is like the last thing that Max has been in. That does suck. We're we're coming up on almost two decades of like just no max not really being a feature or a a primary character and that kind of sucks probably the newest thing was a still photograph of him in the ducktales tv show oh man from the one episode that had goofy on as a literal guest star when they were under a sitcom curse oh that's fun it was very fun i just think you know I, I miss Max. I'd like to see more of him. But but also I don't I don't want it to be like this. <sighs> Donald's gift. Yeah, so okay. Donald. Donald Duck, our mm-hmm. your friend of mine, friend to all children everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 
the favorite of every Disney animator of all time, because they all love doing the voice. Taltuck wants one thing. This poor troubled man wants one thing. He wants to sit at home and quietly have hot cocoa. (laughs) There are two problems with this. Is one, he does have a family that wants to hang out with him, and yeah, that, hey, that sucks. I get it. <laughs> it's it, it, And it's Christmas. You can't say no. And two, Donald Duck somehow has been cursed. <laughs> I don't know what happened. The film refuses to engage with the fact that he is curse-level haunted by the song We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Genuinely one of the worst Christmas songs because it's such a goddamn earworm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> everywhere he goes, the song is playing on the radio, or people are singing it, or random cups start tinkling in the sound of We Wish You a Merry Christmas, and the man just wants some hot cocoa. There's also a moment very early. Yeah. Maybe the, I think the first line where he's kicking his way out of the out of the fucking grocery store. He just wanted groceries, and everybody's Christmas shopping. He's kicking his way out of the grocery store. And somebody turns to him and goes, Merry Christmas. And I swear to God, I thought he was going to say, fuck you. I also, I also, (laughs) I also felt like, felt, felt the, there. oh, there is such a. He goes, yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. In the tone that means, fuck you. Yeah, how dare you speak to me? I don't know who you are. We're not friends. Uh, so Don wants to get some peace and quiet, but Daisy and the nephews drag him out to the mall. Yep. Oh, the Don, worst. On, yeah. on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. Like, fuck you guys. The kids want to go see this, like, cool display that they're putting up on Christmas Eve. Kind of. Weird. Yeah. It's a but small they're, world they're, after all but Christmas. Yeah. And Donald goes to get some hot cocoa because he just wants some hot cocoa. And and while running away from the song, We Wish You a Merry Christmas, which has been haunting him today. Literally chasing him down like the greatest game. He accidentally ends up in this display that starts playing We Wish You a Merry Christmas very loudly and obnoxiously, and he destroys it. And the way that everybody else reacts to it is like he has like kicked a puppy and by that i mean they're both disappointed and sad but also act like it's kind of normal and not a crazy crazy thing that just happened everybody acts like donald somehow like planned this out yeah guillotine style like executed christmas the 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 security guard that throws him out is like where's your christmas spirit i was like where's your christmas spirit this guy just destroyed a storefront. Just kick him out. Yeah, right, dude? Like, <laughs> Don't editorialize. That's the fucking weirdest thing you can say to this man. <laughs> he just wanted some hot cocoa. I want to stress something. By the end of the short, he does not get the hot cocoa. No, he does not. It's crazy that he does not get rewarded. <laughs> you expect him to. And then he makes up for this, even though I... In my heart of hearts, don't think this was Donald's fault. No, he didn't do anything wrong. I will defend him to the last. He has to go up to people badly singing We Wish You a Merry Christmas and starts, 
I was going to say directing, but there's, there's a better term. He starts conducting them to sing yeah. it correctly. And that's when he is like forgiven by the movie, but he doesn't get the cocoa. <laughs> so the yeah. moral, the, the message, right? The message of this is supposed to be, hey, there, hey if you don't have no moral. Of this if, if, it, no, there is. And it's the worst. It's it's hey, if you don't have the Christmas spirit in you, you're you're dirt. You're not worthy <laughs> of being seen as a human being. You be- uh, hey, it's Christmas, motherfucker. You better be in the spirit. And it's like, what if I don't celebrate Christmas? <laughs> I turned into Goofy <laughs> at the end of that. I don't <laughs> but like, well, yeah, what if yeah, I um but what if you don't celebrate Christmas? Right? Like this this there is no room. There is no room in Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas for uh, for any other like religious holiday in <laughs> the season. And that pisses me off. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> if Donald Duck was wandering through this mall and he got, we wish you Merry Christmas and also dreidel, dreidel, dreidel every two seconds, then I'll be like, okay, he's just tired of everything. But it's literally like, if you don't celebrate Christmas, you're garbage. How dare you? I also- want to express that we don't think that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I and I'm a bit of a Scrooge when it comes to Christmas. I like the holiday season. I like I like you know putting up the lights, all that stuff. But like the you, music's bad. Everybody's covering the same song that was best done by somebody fifty years walking, ago. Walking into a Target right now. I shop at Target, by the way. Walking into a Target right now is uh is like an active war zone for me. Yeah. In terms of monstrous. like the speed at which I will get a migraine and annoyed by the Christmas music playing. I I, <laughs> I listen to one Christmas album. I listened to one Christmas album. Do you want to know what it is? It's fucking Vince Guaraldi's uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. That's it. If there is any singing and it isn't a bunch of children in a choir, I'm out of there. I fucking hate it. I don't need more Christmas music. I have one album and I'm, I'm good. I, sorry, I got very distracted by the fact that you think a war zone is just somewhere where you might get a migraine. That's all. That's, I mean, as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh and and also just people people around this time of year are so unhappy to be at the store. Yeah. And and I have a feeling that we're all annoyed at everyone else doing their Christmas shopping. But here's the thing, we're the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I do think that there is something to be said about like everybody's out and about. It's all very stressful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And but there is this idea that it should be amazing and that makes it more stressful. And yes, there is certainly something to be said about just being like kind to others in a very trying time. Absolutely. Donald, that wasn't the lesson he had to learn. Like that's that's what makes it annoying. Mm-hmm. It's like it Don yeah, Donald never has to realize that other people are also stressed. Right. And if that was the lesson he had to learn. I think that would be a perfectly fine Donald Duck lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like it would go with this character and it would be a good short, but it wasn't, it wasn't that. And I do think that like, yeah, when you're out holiday shopping, just like be chill about the other people who are out holiday We're, shopping. We all wish that there were less of us here. And we've all chosen not to do something. about Exactly. It. No, absolutely. That's it's like, <laughs> I don't understand why people get, well, okay, that's not true. I understand 
as a person who gets stuck in traffic because I drive a car because I live in this country. That's a conversation for another time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Getting getting angry. Yeah, like, I don't know. I just know what to tell people. Like, no one else is happy to be here. And I will say this, though. I do think that whenever you do see that one weirdo who's running around the the incredibly crowded grocery store singing Christmas carols and smiling and saying Merry Christmas to everybody they walk by. Absolutely. We can all hate that person in our deepest heart <laughs> of hearts. How dare you <laughs> make me feel guilty? Look, wait, it's, it's, it's the holiday season. We are all in this together. Yeah. We'll get through it. We'll, we've gotten through it every other year. Gotten through it every other year. And at the end you get presents. That's nice. Isn't that nice? You had some presents. I will say this. If I went to a Macy's, sorry, a Mousie's. Terrible. Uh, to, to go see an animatronic show, right? Yeah. And the curtains went up and I just saw a grown man at like John wicking his way through every <laughs> animatronic. I would love it. It would be my favorite thing. I would be so thrilled. Are you that kidding would be me? my favorite. That would be awesome. <laughs> and that's and that's the thing is, is I also think that the Huey, Dewey, and Louie should be like, this is the coolest our uncle has ever been, actually. They would do this. They would do this. They would super do this, is the thing. I don't want to harp too much about it, but because we've been talking so much about, like, the Disney characters, it's already come up a couple of times. I fucking... I fucking hope and wish that at some point the new DuckTales becomes the canon version of those kids, because I can't stand the canon version of those kids. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I fucking hate them. <laughs> They're so annoying and interchangeable. No, absolutely. It it sucks. Anyway, Mickey's doggone Christmas. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Maybe I only hate the nephews because I only ever see them two times a year in their worst iterations. <laughs> <laughs> but Mickey's Doggone Christmas, we have a very busy short. There is a lot happening, um, a lot of jokes. It remind it does remind me a little bit of the um with the hair. Gift of the Magi. It reminds me of the Gift of the Magi short where they're like doing Gift of the Magi and kept getting distracted and doing other things. Yeah. So in Mickey's Doggone Christmas, mm -hmm. it's a Pluto story. You can tell because yeah. it says dog in the name. Mickey and Pluto are decorating for the big Christmas party, which is at Mickey's normal sized house, which is confusing. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that house has like, I recognized this house as being the same house from the short where Pluto is trying to warn Mickey about the rats, but then Mickey kicks him out. So do they have, I have to imagine that there is a canon Mickey house because I, Maybe I, there is, there's, a, I, I mean, Mickey's got a house at Disney world, right? Is it the yeah, same house? That's what I'm thinking. I, I don't know. God, there was a point in my life where I would have known this and I'm no longer that person, but I, 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 I like immediately recognize this house from both the last short and also that other short. So I, I feel like there has to be like a canon Mickey mouse house design. Fascinating. So anyway, they're decorating for Christmas. Mickey is decorating. He's putting up way too much junk. Minnie calls him on the phone and tells him not to put up so much junk. Pluto tries to put the star on the tree because he loves putting the star on the tree. I don't understand how you train a dog to put a star on a tree and don't train them well enough to not put it on until you say so. I don't get it. Uh, but he goes to put the star on the tree and knocks like everything over. Mm -hmm. And it's all ruined and Mickey has to go out and buy more stuff. 
Mickey is a very wasteful character in this Absolutely. story. But before he does, he yells at Pluto and sends him outside, which is kind of fair. I mean, you break something, you gotta have the yelling and send him outside and all that junk. Pluto decides to run away, which, just like Daisy, is such an escalation for this character. <laughs> I mean, I would agree with you, but Mickey does say verbatim, like, get out of here and never, right? Or I don't know. I don't think he says and never come back, but he does I don't say think something. He says and never come back. I think he, he says get out and stay out. Get out, yeah, get out and stay out, which is, you know. I think what he means is go to the tiny house that we have for you when you're being bad. <laughs> but, like, I, I think the short does a really good job of, like, following Pluto's, like, emotional state into making this decision. Unlike the, you know, Daisy Duck, who, who the moment Daisy Duck was not the center of attention, she is like, I'm going to murder this woman. <laughs> Zero to a hundred uh, yeah. on Daisy Duck. I, uh, here's, I think, my problem is me and my cousin recently watched the Pluto short where Mickey finds a uh, half-drowned kitten. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And starts taking care of it. And he cl- kicks Pluto out of the house in that one. And Pluto's reaction is there's a little demon Pluto that shows up on his shoulder and is like, you gotta kill the cat. So, so it's just like so different. You can't, well, you can't do that anymore, though. <sighs> but it, here's the thing, it was such a good short. It was it's, so funny. It is, it's really good. So he feels rejected, so he's gonna, he's, he's gonna bounce. He gets on a train, just a train. I thought, and I think this would have been a normal thought for anybody to have i thought it was carrying coal and was going to end up at the north pole same because santa uses coal it is not carrying coal it is carrying reindeer feed which you gotta think that he could be growing you know what's really funny Uh, is i also thought it was carrying coal and i immediately had the um because i i know a little bit about trains uh, I was like, uh-huh. that's, I was like, that's weird. Coal carriers aren't usually boxcars. They're usually open top so that they can just like tip the coal out when they get to uh, a coal station and then they tip it out into the like, well, and I was like, oh, I guess it was, I guess it, I guess they, it was they put a, I guess they just put a lid on it. All right. I don't think that's yeah. like kosher. I don't think a real life train could do that, but whatever. It's a cartoon, but then it turned out to not be coal. So he ends up at the North Pole. He Gets adopted by, I want to say Donner? Oh, Comet? one of them. Reindeer. Cupid? Dancer? I'm gonna, Prancer? I'm going to be real with you. I didn't take notes on this one. Blit, wait, no, wait, not wait. Blitzen. Blitzen's Jim Cummings. Blitzen's Jim Cummings. He's, Donner. The, uh, it's he's Donner. the serious one. He gets adopted by Donner, who is a full-ass cartoon when the rest of the uh, reindeer kind of aren't. Uh, he gets adopted by Donner and... Low-key adopted by Blitzen. They kind of have a Ernie and Bert energy. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Blitzen is the serious one. Yeah. And Donner is the goofy one, keeping things light. They decide to name him Murray. Like, Murray Christmas. Hilarious. Yep. So good. Meanwhile, Mickey's going out and redecorating his house. And he's got everything done. And he goes out to, to Pluto to put the star on the tree. And Pluto's gone. So he mm-hmm. has to, you know, call everybody and be like, help look for my dog. Pluto is now sad that Mickey's not around, even though he's on, like, a fun flying adventure with these I, reindeer. I was going to say, he could decide at any time to go back. He could. I, I was, it, this, this is what was really annoying to me, is that, like... If he is going to miss Mickey, why did he leave? 
Yeah. But he's he's like down. The reindeer can't figure it out. But then Santa walks in and is like, oh, 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 it's okay, Pluto. Let's get you back home. And they just do it. Uh, <laughs> they bring him back home. Mickey, Mickey's like, oh, it's Pluto. And then everybody else comes by to come look for Pluto. But he's here, so everybody's happy. So, I have a question. Mm -hmm. What day is it? Shit. I think it's supposed to be. Well, if it's a Christmas party, is it Christmas night or is it Christmas Eve night? If it is Christmas Eve night, that is buck wild. Because that means that this short happened before Christmas Impossible. (laughs) Ooh, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I do. Th- I get what you're saying, because in the last it felt like Pluto was not allowed to interact with Santa very much or the elves because there was another short happening over there. But then when they get when he gets back, it's still like it doesn't feel like ah, it's Christmas. We're all together. They are only all together because they were looking for Pluto and if he and if it's Christmas, it is too late to buy decorations. Everything's closed. I think Walmart's fucking closed on Christmas. Like you should can't be. go anywhere. Yeah. At least it should be. I should hope so. I you know, I don't I I I get what you're saying and I do think that the the last movie did a really good job of like positing a world in which all of these shorts could happen simultaneously. I think they I think they bit off more than they could chew here. Here's the thing, I don't care. Right, like, they could be shorts that didn't happen simultaneously. That would be fine. Why'd you have to throw them all together like this? Why yeah, couldn't why? we do all the shorts and then do what the last movie did, which is just like, and uh, now they're all together. Yeah. Unrelated to these other shorts. Yeah. I don't know. It's exhausting. I find, I found this movie exhausting and pretty unfunny, which is too bad. And ugly. Mostly oh. ugly. So the the moral the moral of Mickey's Dog Gone Christmas is now this is the one that I had a little bit of trouble with. It's so the moral that he drops is like an anti-consumerism moral, right? Like because the moral is that you shouldn't you should focus decorate and just focus on what's important. But that's not what Pluto's going through, and he's the main character of the short. This is the issue. There is no moral. As far as, like, what Pluto has been doing, the moral for Pluto should be, like, don't run away from home. Don't don't run away from home. Which but is not I, a bad moral, <sighs> generally. <laughs> I, I I like a couple of things about this short. I like that, I like that Mickey is the, like, the, the, a physical symbol for uh, corporate consumerism. I just think that's funny. Get dumped <laughs> you know? on a mouse. Right? I just think it's a really funny choice. You made me remember my favorite thing about that first short, which is Daisy calls Minnie a rat. Oh, she does. Also, at one point, Mickey goes up, Minnie goes up to Daisy and goes quack quack, which felt like a slur. It did, it did feel very demeaning. <laughs> they went all out with that short. It was truly yeah. wild. Uh, and that's why it's, I think it's one of my favorite ones because it's just like it's so wild. It's, they shouldn't have done it. <laughs> I'm I'm back on it a little bit because that, it felt, that was it, crazy. It, that short by itself could be like a fun, good, bad watch, but right. most of these shorts are not. <laughs> yeah, that's not worth watching the whole movie. Thankfully, it's the first one, so you can just stop after it's over. Um, oh man, one of the cats is going wild, and I don't know why. 
that's what that noise was. Yeah, sorry. They're just, I don't know what they're doing, but they're just yelling every once in a while. Oh, they're chasing my shadow. <laughs> Gosh, so dumb. Oh, I was going to say something else, but then I got distracted by cat noises. Oh, so at one point, Mickey goes to Santa and sits on his lap and is like, I just want my dog to come home. Yeah, I have a question. Yeah. Was that fucking Santa? That was him. Yeah, I think I think I do think that that canonically that was the real Santa. Okay. In the canon of Santa reenactors, they are not the real Santa. They are Santa's helpers. Yeah. But they all report back to Santa. In this short, that's just him. Um, the Wikipedia says he turns to a department store Santa who turns out to be the real one, which is a banana sentence. What, right, citation what a needed. wild thing to say. <laughs> that's not established in the short. Jamie was watching this with me and she did say, I wish we saw that photo. Because <laughs> they took a photo. And then later in the short, we see the photo. <laughs> the photo is so good. That photo is so good. Mickey looks so upset. <laughs> I love the idea of Mickey. Mickey's a, an adult. Mickey's an adult man with a house and a job, right? He goes and sits on Sam's lap and asks for his dog back. And then all of these other kids are like, complaining because he's taking too long but santa runs a tight ship santa's like hey you want your presence or not S sit there and be adorable and smiling we're all gonna we're all upset that this grown ass man <laughs> is sitting on my lap and complaining about his dog but that's not the christmas spirit it's not like we said he, we gotta get through it together yeah jim cummings is the voice of blitzen it's always nice to hear him just kind of show up no um oh i forget what the name of goofy's nemesis is uh pete yeah no pete i i yeah, sorely no missed that, that is strange isn't it because pete was in two of the shorts last time. last time mm -hmm. hey by the way those shorts did not take place in the same world oh did pete they not? was in two of them oh i guess so <laughs> Pete was in two of them and in one of them i think is a used car salesman and yes one he is specifically a, a used tree salesman. salesman 2004 i guess we're really entering that like the post these aren't characters anymore, right? These are all, like, corporate brands. And so, like... We're, like, out of the sitcom era. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's... I don't know. It's kind of frustrating because that means that, like, none of these shorts really have a villain. They're all just misunderstandings. Except for just... Daisy Duck, wait, who is the villain <laughs> in Bells on Ice. <laughs> we can all agree. I don't know. Yeah, I yes. But, like, you know... And Huey, Dewey, and Luli, who I believe just are villains in general in this incarnation. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels weird. It feels weird that there is no, like, common cause for them to, like... Band together against? Yeah, like, band work. together against. The the moment in the last movie when Pete tells Max that Santa's not real and Goofy's like, I guess I have to fucking deal with this now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's absolutely, it's absolutely great. And, like, there's nothing like that in this. At no point yeah. is there anybody in any of this that I'm like, I don't know, it just doesn't, it, none of these, none of the resolutions of these shorts feel earned. I don't know, it's just weird. It's just such a weird collection of shorts. And, yeah, and also they are, they are quite ugly. Yeah. I don't know, it feels, feels weird to wrap up a Christmas film with, like, these were bad. These yeah. were bad, though. These weren't good. Uh, these these were like legitimately it, it was not a good movie and it was paired with a movie that was also not good but better mm -hmm. 
I did not think that's where I would land on this. I thought they would be about the same. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I didn't know that they decided to move away from 2D animation like fools. I realized it when I, 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 fa- when I, I clicked on it and the, the image that they showed. You know how like, they have the rotating images of like the oh, movie? Yeah. And I saw that it was 3D and I was like, oh no. Oh no. Yeah, I, I kept on like bracing like maybe this next one won't we'll be, be 3D. T- yeah, maybe it'll be 2D. <laughs> it's just a shame. Yes. Yeah, I do want to point out before we before we leave this this film behind that uh-huh. it was it was directed. I would I, I would hesitate to say friend of the show, but we've seen other things that this person has worked on. But uh, by this was directed by Matthew O'Callaghan, who has directed a couple of things that we've seen. One hundred and two Dalmatians. Oh wait, no, that's the live action movie. We haven't seen that. Have they directed anything else? Specifically Actually, not a friend of the show. <laughs> specifically Oh, that's wild. I thought that they had directed something else we had seen. Oh, they uh they were a storyboard artist for Cinderella 3. Uh they had, they've worked on a bunch of stuff. They late after this were the, they directed Curious George and Open Season 2. So, just a weird weird career, but also the movie was like helmed story-wise by uh I believe her name is Peggy Holmes, who was the director of two Tinkerbell movies. I knew I'd heard her name. Yeah, and I believe the director of uh, The Little Mermaid 3, Ariel's Beginning. Yeah, You know what? That's where I'd heard it, because I think that's when we last had the conversation about Peggy. Yeah, which... She, sorry, she's not the one who was the, what was it, like, Corey... Corey she was not choreographed she, she, on Crocs New Crew, was she? she? In fa- she was, in fact, the, oh, the, she was, in fact, the choreographer on Crocs New Groove. <laughs> Um, she was also the choreographer for Newsies and Hocus Pocus. Well, I've heard Newsies is good. I don't remember much dancing in Hocus Pocus. I assume it happens. She's had she has had an incredible career. I would love to interview some of these people who've had incredible careers about the worst thing they've ever done. But yeah, she she directed Secret of the Wings and the Pirate Fairy, two of the wilder. But more entertaining. Oh, no, wait. Secret of the Wings was a fucking slog. Pirate Fairy was fun. <laughs> and sh- she was a senior creative on Legend of the Never Beast, but I don't think uh, worked on it on a formal capacity. See, I would love to, like, fucking sit down with Yuri Lowenthal and be like, tell me about I Derek. Need, I need you to walk me through writing. What? How does it feel to write one of these movies? I like, need to, like, I need to, like, fucking do some gotcha journalism on Peggy and be like, oh yeah, we want to talk about your time with Disney and then play that scene from Kronk's new groove and be like, explain this to me. Peggy. Why is it? Why is it like this? Why is it so hot and heavy? Why did you make Kronk so horny Peggy? Uh, also a choreographer on the Disney's the country bears. If you remember Disney's the country bears, which I do. I never watched The Country Bears. I only know anything about it because because the podcast The Flophouse got very into Disney's The Country Bears, and I feel like I have to watch it at some point. It's it's such a wild movie. I remember it being a fun. I feel like it came out at the same time as like Pirates of the Caribbean, and if you were going to watch one of those, you would probably watch Pirates. I hate to say it, but I would absolutely watch Pirates of the Caribbean. That first Pirates of the Caribbean movie is good. Wow, and also at the same time as the fucking Haunted Mansion. They were really going all out on, like, one of these rides is gonna be a movie. And they, I mean, they managed it. They, 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 yeah, sure, they, got, they sure made a movie. 
five movies? They made five movies. One of the most expensive to produce and also like highest grossing film franchises of all times. Uh, I think the second one was for a while the like it had the best box office of any movie ever. Like it beat out Titanic. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Or the third one. I don't remember which. Yeah. Haunted Mansion. We gotta we didn't get to do it this year because things were too busy, but I do think what we need to hit there is a Haunted Mansion trilogy here. Because we got the 2003 Eddie Murphy vehicle, the 2021 Muppets Haunted Mansion, and the 2023 Haunted Mansion with Owen Wilson. I see. I for, you know, I hadn't considered the Muppets Haunted Mansion as part of that, but it tracks. Um, okay. Thank you for listening to Direct Video. V-H-S. I have been your host, Tony Robusto. Yeah, I have been your host, Andy Reyes. You can find me at Blue Sky at Theater Bats or inspired by true events.org uh you could you could find me here at direct2.video or you could find me at timehonoredpictures.com so the song that should have started playing right about now hopefully that's direction for me in the future mm-hmm. uh, is lee ukulele for christmas instrumental version uh, mm-hmm. There will be a link in the description to find it. Also, Lee Rear sent a message on Bandcamp that was like, hey, I have a YouTube that I want to get to over a thousand subscribers. So if you like the music, maybe go check them out on YouTube and also check oh. us out on YouTube. Or if you're on YouTube, go over to Lee Rosevere on YouTube and that will put more engagement on our thing, I think. Probably be good. Yeah, sounds awesome. And also rate us and give us reviews and talk about how amazing we are. How, talk about how much you enjoy that we have taken this particular bullet for you. Now you don't have to watch Mickey's Twice Upon Christmas. And you can just watch Fantasia. It's like Fantasia. a good movie. <laughs> both, fan- both Fantasias, I think, are really good. Although the first yeah. one has problems. Like, problem problems. Uh, so like, be aware like of that. Like caricature problems? Yeah, I think so. Although I don't know if those have been cut out of Disney+. Plus. Because I don't know what that version looks like, but I do know that the original Fantasia has like problems. I still think it's like a gorgeous piece of animation, but like, you know, uh, it was made in the 40s. So like, be aware of that. (laughs) After this, it's the new year and we're coming up on a new season. That's that's my bit now. Season. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Season. I'm going to go with five, four, seven. It could be anything. I'm going to go with five. All right. Sure. Season five, and if we were already on season five, we're just going to call this one season five, two. Season five, B. Season five, B. Yeah, B side. Ooh. Season five, the B side. The B sides. Um, and so we need to ring in the new year, and we got to ring it in right. I want to do Home on the Range. Ooh. I should stress, I don't want to watch you Home don't on the Range. I Home on the Range. But what would you pair it with? That's what I'm saying. Is there another movie about animals who want to be singers? In fact, there is, Tony. We just talked about it. The Country Bears. Interesting. And they both came out in around 2004. That's bananas, actually. (laughs) They shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Well, Home on the Range just shouldn't have been released at all. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's do... Fuck, which one are we going to watch first? I... Ooh. 
it's it really is an amount of like do we want to start with the thing we know is going to be bad or do we want to end with it with, with an amount of comfort <laughs> knowing what it is to come uh i think we should start with the country bears because it came out first okay next time we're gonna watch the country bears do i have anything else to do oh uh God. you are the ghost of i was gonna say okay no, you know, you stole my bit. Stole my entire bit. I'm, I'm stopping it. I'm stopping it. I'm, I'm actually, I'm gonna leave this bit on so everybody knows how mad I am at you. <laughs> Did you know that Discord changed their their jingle for for the call? I'm not usually receiving the call. So no, I did not. Yeah, they added little Christmas bells to it for the season, I assume. Yeah, I hated it. Well, I'm glad you got to hear that. I thought for a second that it was like like I like a pl- I played a YouTube video or something. I was like, "What where where is that coming from?" Like I didn't recognize it as discord for a solid minute what's all this jingle jangling i'm trying to do a call i would never i would never willingly play christmas music it's in the same of the street corner choir it's going home getting warm by the fire i hate this the only christmas music that's playing in my head right now is from a muppet's christmas carol which we did do for the show once so i feel like it's on brand 